Part three of Songs for the Millions and Other Poems by Benjamin Stott. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Miscellaneous Poems Continued Praise to the Deity, respectfully inscribed to my sincere friend John Dickinson. I thank my God with truth and zeal that he hath made my soul to feel sweet poesy and love, that he unto my mind hath given a foretaste of himself and heaven and joys that reign above. Oh, that my fervent tongue could tell the witchery of that charming spell that prompts me to adore nature's first cause, the living God, whose breath doth bless the fertile sod whose throne I kneel before. I bless him with a prayer sincere that he hath made my voice to cheer the crushed and breaking heart. I bless him for that holy fire which doth my ardent soul inspire to plead oppression's part. Whene'er I look abroad on earth, a joy ecstatic springs to birth within my humble breast. At morn when day has first begun, at noon or when the setting sun sinks in the golden west. In calm and meditative night, when myriad stars have lent their light and hang like gems on high, or when majestic clouds career before the moon that shines so clear in the expansive sky. At every time, in every place, doth my enraptured vision trace the beautiful and true. In gratitude and love I raise my voice to sing his glorious praise, to whom all praise is due. I know that he doth love to see his image happy, fair and free, and merciful and wise. I know that men whose minds are pure, who shield the weak and help the poor, find favour in his eyes. Then blessed be thy name for ever, great God of life and light, the giver, eternal, good and just. Thou who art ever prone to save the shackled serf and suffering slave, in thee we put our trust. THE CHILD'S DEATH Cool was the breeze of the summer's night, and pale was the face of the silvery moon. The stars of heaven shone clear and bright in the golden time of delicious June. The flowers were shut and the birds asleep, all nature was hushed and calm and mild, when a mother with heartfelt grief did weep as she gazed on the face of her dying child. The stillness of midnight's solemn hour was broken by wailings of painful breath. The sick child struggled with feeble power against the approach of powerful death. The mother bent over its wasted frame, in her heart was hope, in her face despair, and when the poor sufferer lisped her name, she appealed to heaven with tears and prayer. But relentless death, mortality's king, was hovering there to receive his prey. He flung his dart, and the cold, cold sting set free the soul from its house of clay. The mercy of God gave the child relief, and the mother drooped over that lowly bed. Her tears flowed fast with unfeigned grief when she saw that the joy of her heart was dead. Fair morning came, and the sun rose bright. His warm rays opened the sleeping flowers. The fruitful earth drank the dews of night, and birds made vocal the fields and bowers. The face of nature in sunlight smiled, and morn's first mists from the earth were driven. 
but the mother still knelt by her lost dead child and commended its innocent soul to heaven another day and a funeral train were pacing slowly the churchyard through they gave to the earth its clay again in a spot over which the daisies grew the mother looked up to the clear blue skies while the coffin was covered with soil and sod and gratitude beamed in her tearful eyes for she knew that her child was in heaven with god sonnet to robert rose esq the bard of colour author of the cypress wreath etc immortal rose thy soul delighting lyre is prodigal of harmony and sweet enchanting strains which fill the mind with intellectual fire and all the dignity of man sustains nature thy muse doth cherish and inspire as fruitful sod is fed by genial rains bard of the west my earnest heart's desire is that all earthly good on thee may wait that melody and music may conspire to rule thy destiny and guide thy fate blessing thy sympathetic soul with joys elate and gift of poesy for mortals to admire producing godlike thought from thy free generous mind champion of moral right true friend of humankind reflections on the power and goodness of the deity how beauteous and wonderful the works of nature are surpassing bright and glorious is the twinkling evening star the sun how hot and powerful the moon how fair and bright how clear and light the summer day how dark the wintry night how fearful and dreadful are the earthquake and the storm enchanting to the human eye is the dazzling rainbow's form the rolling clouds the raging sea the all deluging rain what varied feelings do they cause of pleasure and of pain how fierce are man's passions and how mild his reasoning soul with unerring order do the planets in their orbits roll the whole stupendous arch of heaven revealing to the sight our great creator's matchless works his majesty and might then let us view with gratitude the gifts which he bestows each herb and tree that yieldeth fruit each rippling brook that flows are emblems of his goodness with an equal hand he gives his blessings to the monarch and the meanest slave that lives tis man alone that causeth all the misery we see and then great god of nature he attributes it to thee thy justice dispensations he hath named a scourging rod and ascribed the suffering of the poor to the providence of god although thy true and perfect laws to all the world proclaim that thy mercy and beneficence are for evermore the same for thou didst ne'er withhold thy gifts e'en from ungrateful man and thy goodness is the same to-day as twas when time began oh that mankind would but observe the laws which thou hast given then would this green and fertile earth be truly made a heaven a realised paradise a never-failing portal through which the whole of humankind might enter life immortal the greenwood shade oh the sweetest spot that nature's made is the splendid glorious greenwood shade where the sun peeps through the trees at morn and the huntsman sounds his bugle-horn where the forester chases the graceful deer and the rivulet runs so bright and clear there are beauties more than tongue can tell in the greenwood shade and the forest dell 
oh the greenwood shade the greenwood shade where the fond youth meets the lovely maid and blushingly doth there impart the tale that soothes and charms the heart where the troth is pledged and the vow is given fond memory makes that spot a heaven there are beauties more than tongue can tell in the greenwood shade and the forest dell oh the greenwood shade the greenwood shade where the long grass waves with the bold broad blade where the beautiful fern and the wild flowers grow and the limpid springs pure waters flow where the elfin sprite and the fairy plays and the feathered songsters chant their lays there are beauties more than tongue can tell in the greenwood shade and the forest dell oh the greenwood shade the greenwood shade where youths and maidens oft have strayed when the silvery moon was shining bright in the golden hour of the summer's night when the glow-worm's light was soft and clear and the nightingale's song was sweet to hear there are beauties more than tongue can tell in the greenwood shade and the forest dell oh the greenwood shade is a cool retreat from the noontide sunbeams summer's heat and an awful grandeur reigneth there when the lightning clears the sultry air when the strong broad trees are snapped and broke by the mighty power of the thunderstroke there are beauties more than tongue can tell in the greenwood shade and the forest dell to a wild bluebell pretty flower to thee my muse her humble mead will not refuse for unto thee hath nature given the sweet the soft blue tint of heaven how delicately formed thy frame lovely thy cups and sweet thy name wildest flower of azure blue fresh and pure as the morning dew each zephyr wind and breath of air doth lowly bow thy texture fair thy fragile stem the while it grows waves in the summer wind that blows in thee the contemplative mind will the fair work of nature find though simple as thou art bluebell no limner's skill can e'er excel the splendid shade the native hue of thy pure flowers so bright and blue so unassuming meek and mild gracing the heath and woodland wild nourished by nature fair and free emblem of love and liberty lines written on presenting j c princes hours with the muses to an affectionate sister this pledge of affection i give unto thee tis a wreath that is woven from nature's sweet bowers and my prayer is devout that it ever may be a solace and pleasure in fugitive hours there is nothing so pleasing upon this fair earth as the feeling which maketh the heart to grow warm and the spirit of love which from god had its birth is made more delightful by melody's charm this dear little book is a treasure a gem a fountain of knowledge from purest of springs though the offspring of poverty none can condemn the love which it breathes for all glorious things its pages are pure and its sentiments good unmixed with licentiousness ribald or jest to the mind it affordeth that heavenly food which god hath bestowed on the souls of the blest oh may thou for ever it carefully store tis the champion of liberty freedom and love it contains all the virtues that sages adore on the green earth below or the bright skies above the reverie a lady sat in a summer bower watching in june a passing shower she thought of many a bygone day 
and she thought of him that was far away. She thought of the days of her youth and joy, and a tear pearled in her soft blue eye. Fond memory carried her back for years, and a vision she saw through her gushing tears. "'Twas a picture of childhood laughing and gay, and her youthful companions were at their play in a beautiful meadow so spacious and wide, where the daisy and buttercup bloomed in their pride, where the white and red roses that grew on the thorn spread their fragrance abroad in the breath of the morn, where the sweet honeysuckle gave food to the bee, and all things abounded with gladness and glee. Oh, that picture was pleasing to gaze upon! It was seen for a moment, and then it was gone, and her vision was changed to that blessed time, when the beauty of woman is truly sublime, when the heart with affection and fondness flows, and the blush of the maiden outrivals the rose, when the bright eye doth sparkle with innocent mirth, and the sweet witching spell of first love hath its birth. Now a thousand glad scenes that had long been confined in the cells of her memory stole through her mind, and then, through her dazzling tears were seen, the noble form of her brave Eugene, and the lovely grotto hid deep in the grove, where first they had pledged their faithful love, but, with that fond remembrance dear, the reverie ended, and, with maiden fear, she felt the keen pangs of hope long deferred, and she fled from her bower like a frightened bird. Conscience there is within the guilty breast a never-ceasing gnawing pain crime lets its victims have no rest they seek for balmy sleep in vain the sunshine of the soul is clouded and horrors rack the aching sense the mind with troubled thoughts is crowded the storm within is fierce intense and oh how wretched is the fool whose heart the baser passions rule the blessed light of midday sun which shines serene all o'er the earth an object is for him to shun whose conduct owns no moral worth cursed is that wretch the veriest slave that hates the dark and fears the light whose life is loathsome as the grave whose actions black as winter's night he lives a knave and dies a fool whose heart the baser passions rule then know thyself thou son of man and strive to conquer vain desires be virtuous and do all thou can to quench those inward burning fires that heat thy blood and mad thy brain and bring more grief than tongue can tell that cause thee sorrow woe and pain and end at last in death and hell be sure he dies a wretched fool whose heart the baser passions rule a song of freedom the lover may sing of his lady's charms and the bacchanal boast of his wine the soldier may tell of his deeds in arms but a nobler theme shall be mine i will sing of the joys that freedom gives whenever its blessings are seen and there is not an honest heart that lives but will join in the song i ween my motto for ever and ever shall be success to the friends of the fair and the free the traitor may scoff and the tyrant may scorn and the lordling may sneer at my lay but its burden shall cheer the oppressed and forlorn with the hopes of a happier day it shall waken the slave to a sense of his wrongs and his soul shall delight in the strain it shall tell the poor bondsman what to him belongs and teach him to burst from his chain my motto for ever and ever shall be 
success to the friends of the fair and the free i will not debase god's image on earth by lauding the despot's deeds i will not praise that as an action of worth for which common humanity bleeds i will not rejoice at foul rapine and war nor exult o'er the blood that is spilt i never will honour the conqueror's car nor glorify that which is guilt my motto for ever and ever shall be success to the friends of the fair and the free my song it shall praise the promoter of peace it shall bless the benevolent heart it shall pray that prosperity soon may increase and that strife from the world may depart it shall honour the man of the generous mind whose bosom with sympathy glows it shall ever admire the friends of mankind and despise their contemptible foes my motto for ever and ever shall be success to the friends of the fair and the free an address written expressly for and delivered at the shakespeare lodge soiree in aid of the funds of the general charitable relief fund in connection with that lodge of the independent order of odd fellows manchester unity manchester district january the twenty third eighteen forty three philosophers have said and sages taught that evil passions held in base control the minds of men engendering evil thought and making brutal the immortal soul but are their doctrines true let all inquire who love their god their kindred and their race the humblest heart in duty should aspire the falsehood of this principle to trace let us observe man under every form when danger threatens or when death is near in bloody war on land at sea in storm where self-protection is begot by fear in court and cabinet where temptations lie in wealthy affluence or more humble state in poverty extreme where hundreds die and leave us to bemourn their wretched fate could we but see the motives in the mind of priest at prayer or soldier shedding blood though opposite their actions we should find each were desirous of doing greatest good but why go seek for proof of man's intent beyond the sphere in which ourselves do move a band of brothers virtually bent to sow the seeds of friendship truth and love our order founded for that godlike end to shield the weak to shelter the forlorn to soothe the sick the friendless to befriend fearless alike of envious frown or scorn odd fellowship thy fruits have shown the world that man by nature is both good and just under thy peaceful banner wide unfurled thousands have placed their hope their faith and trust thou hast made followers of humble men that earn their bread by hard but honest toil that till the ground that spin the flax and then in deeds of charity their leisure hours beguile o oh, glorious proof that man is good in heart opposed to theory or speculation wild foremost to take the weeping widow's part to feed and clothe the helpless orphan child to seek the chamber where the sick doth lie to give the starving life sustaining bread to watch the wretched in their hovels die and drop the tear of sorrow o'er the dead blessed odd fellowship thou art indeed a gem worth all the treasure that the earth contains more to be prized than costly diadem or that great sea whose sands are golden grains god grant the prayer that thou mayst spread afar giving relief where'er thy footsteps go upholding peace and deprecating war making a friend of him that was thy foe 
i see before me now thy sons of worth men that have worshipped at thy glorious shrine whose object is to spread o'er all the earth the joy of friendship love and truth divine this night we meet in pleasure but our aim is great and noble though our means are less we know distress upon us has a claim and we are anxious to relieve distress our lodge was first and foremost to begin the righteous work in which we are now engaged honour for ever to the name of win friend of the poor the helpless and the aged his generous mind gave birth unto the plan that brings forth blessings holy pure sublime that binds in firmer friendship man to man and proves that honest poverty is not a crime then let us seek each other's griefs to share and in well-doing let us weary not our brethren shall not linger in despair if to relieve them we the power have got so shall our actions live when we are dead and men unborn unto our graves draw near telling their children as the tear they shed an honest man and faithful friend lies here an acrostic to my well-beloved friend john critchley prince author of hours with the muses etc john critchley prince all honour to thy name oh may the world ne'er slight thee nor thy lyre how well deserving of immortal fame now stand thy sweet productions may their sire contentment and true happiness enjoy receiving honour from the grateful poor if ever poet's heart did truly try to free the slave and firmly to secure complete and perfect justice for his race heaven can bear witness thine that harp to be long mayst thou scorn the pride of pomp and place enchanting minstrel champion of the free youthful and buoyant ever be thy muse portraying nature in her loveliest hues rejoicing in the woodlands and the dells in limpid streams in springs and crystal wells never forsaking truth thy writings do evince confidence in human nature no other poet since england produced her byron hath yet excelled her prince the fate of marian the lovely maiden marian was fair unto the sight though but a poor and humble girl in cottage garb bedight no silver gear her hair bedecked no silken sheen had she yet her form was like the soul would paint an angel's form to be twas in a sweet delightful vale that she was born and reared her dying breath that spot did bless which memory had endeared there had she played amid the flowers as guileless as the dove all that the mind could wish to be or heart could wish to love let other bards their harps entune for knight and lady gay be mine the humble homely task to weave the plaintive lay which pleads for injured innocence and breathes the heartfelt prayer for the gentle village maiden heart-broken with despair scarce had the tender bloom of years which childhood calls its own left her in virgin purity like a lily yet unblown when the fell seducer came with guile and plucked the lovely gem with ruthless hands and wicked heart from its dear parent stem he bore her to a city thronged with splendour and with sin and with unholy lust he strove her gentle heart to win o gracious god thy mercy grant for grievous to relate he covered her with guilty shame and left her to her fate she fell from virtue and the crime weighed heavy on her soul 
her burning tears in vain were shed her grief knew no control that fatal bowl that bane of life within her grasp was laid and overcome with woe she drank a second time betrayed full many a day poor marian lived in infamy and shame her purity for ever lost dear woman's only fame though by luxury surrounded yet her feeling heart it bled she knew she was the guilty thing which virtue shuns with dread o bitterness of grief to be the slave of lust and power that maddening thought her soul consumed through each succeeding hour and oft when sober sadness reigned intensely did she feel the inward shame which vacant looks and stifled sighs reveal the latter story of her life it was sorrowful to tell what vice and crime and misery unto her lot befell but soon did time a ruin leave all sickly sad and pale of the once loved maiden marian the lily of the vale at length worn out by wretchedness and overpowering grief the welcome icy hand of death came unto her relief a horrid sight of loathsomeness she breathed her dying groan the inmates of a lazar house unpitied and unknown just retribution calls aloud but calls alas in vain for vengeance on the villain's head who caused this woe and pain with great and mighty of the land he standeth side by side in all the pomp and pageantry of ostentatious pride the listening crowd with seeming joy applaud his every word and beauteous eyes upon him beam as if he were adored all are subservient to his will for he possesses wealth which everything on earth commands save happiness and health one awful truth this simple tale endeavours to unfold that crime is glossed and virtue lost for thrice accursed gold the foul seducer takes his seat amongst the wise and brave and the broken-hearted marian lies in a pauper's grave the love of nature nature i love all creatures for thy sake but chiefly man who is estranged from thee princes poets sabbath creation i love thee in every form in the herb and the fruit in the flower and the tree in the calm and the rain in the sunshine and storm the fair face of nature is dear unto me and my heart overfloweth with reverence true when the sun is bright and the skies are blue for joy doth my soul with love embue the pebbled brook i love to hear run rippling through the forest glade and the glassy stream to me is dear where the stag reflects in the woodland shade each change of scene fresh wonder brings for beauty is perfect in fearful things in the toad's bright eyes and the scorpion's wings i am pleased with the chirp of the tiny bird with the hum of the bee and the fragrance of flowers and my soul is charmed when the thrush is heard carolling sweet in the summer bowers i look with delight and expression mild on the playful lamb and the laughing child and the daisy that grows in the woodland wild when the raging sea with tempest roars and the sinking ship no succour finds that mighty one my soul adores whose power alone can still the winds and hush the storm and calm the wave and safety give to men who rave with maddened fear of watery grave 
the planet earth how strange how grand by heaven bequeathed to mortal men composed of sea and fertile land and far as human eye can ken surrounded by the clear blue skies where worlds on worlds in myriads rise till man's imagination dies my humble soul shall ne'er presume to pierce the boundless realms of space the mind presumptuous lives in gloom that fain would nature's secrets trace the life of man were better spent were all as heaven doth wish content to share the blessings god hath sent glorious creation pure and fair boundless magnificent and wise one mighty power with wondrous care all nature's light and life supplies my grateful soul shall homage pay to him that ruleth night and day whom stars and sun and moon obey an appeal for bread monopolis your grasp relax and let the starving poor be fed ye senators repeal the tax the odious impious tax on bread oh hearken to a nation's cry let not the famished millions die ye who the laws of britain make treat not a nation's voice with scorn for justice and for mercy's sake repeal the famine tax on corn think on the children of the poor who hunger's pinching pangs endure if ye would lessen death and crime let life's sustaining bread be had think legislators think in time gaunt famine drives its victims mad the patient poor are starved beware o oh, drive them not to dark despair unfetter commerce let our trade be free as are the winds of heaven obey your god who all things made and let the fruits of earth be given to him that tills the fruitful soil to all that sweat with willing toil steal not your hearts when justice pleads shut not your ears when mercy cries the heart of suffering nature bleeds your fellow-creature droops and dies give bread to all with liberal hand if ye would save your fatherland the coming of spring an ode it comes again the blessed spring and in its gladsome train doth bring the happy hours and fertile showers the bursting buds and welcome flowers the birds take wing and sweetly sing in groves and gardens fields and bowers again the primroses are seen again the grass is new and green again the sun's bright radiant beams flutter and dance in the singing streams again the morning sky is blue and the mists are melted to crystal dew which sparkle like gems on the grassy spears and fill the flowers with fragrant tears again the bee in the valley hums and the cheerful cuckoo comes and the sunny days in length and light subdue and shorten the space of night dear joyful spring thy presence brings a thousand fair familiar things nature again resumes a dress of foliage full of loveliness and through the fresh-leaved forest trees floats rosy health on the balmy breeze the husbandman renews his toil the quickened grains creep through the soil and in the warm reviving earth millions of insect things have birth sweet pleasant time when morning breaks and the light comes forth in silvery streaks severing the darkened skies in twain and tinging with gold the sea's broad main 
when chanticleer proclaims the day and the lark renews his warbling lay when the sun o'ercomes stern winter's powers and dissolves the snow-built clouds in showers when birds do mate and from bush and tree pour forth their melodious harmony delightful spring nature's first-born in time's eternal maze the morn thy rosy presence fills the soul with joys twere sinful to control joys that inspire the heart to raise the song of gratitude and praise and love to him whose gentle force doth bring the seasons in their course who rules the stars and guides the sun who is and was ere time begun a myriad worlds obey his nod and all creation own him god end of part three end of songs for the millions by benjamin stott read by phil benson